brain Welcome into his frequency Enter at your own risk Come be at peace with me Ask the call Where we rise and don't fall I just felt bad because I've been so disconnected But I've just been grinding I mean, y'all see a little bit From from social media or whatever But working You're doing something great You're doing something great You know, my yeah, brother I, I mean, so I can just I can really attest to that because, you know, just being honest, dude, the the last episode that we that we did uh, was probably with was probably with Braxton. I mean, was I mean, it was probably with Baxter, you know. Um, and I, I still I watched I went back and watched that episode at least four times in its totality. It was just it was good substance. Uh, like I just always go back to boundaries are are meant to be uh, respected and maintained maintained. And, and, and respected and protected, you know. I just, I always go back to that. I've been thinking about that all year. You know, you said that to us in December on the closeout. So, um, yeah. I, I've definitely been waiting to get back to uh to chop it up again because it's yeah. just good stuff. No, nah, man, I appreciate that. And um, you know, y'all, you know, we learn it from each other. We 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 are in similar positions, just trying to figure this thing out, man. And in many ways, you know, we are first generation, a lot of stuff, right? Um, Let's, let's, I feel like I want to keep some of that at the very, but let's, let's, let's get the official uh, uh, intro done and let's, let's jump into it. So welcome back to another episode of Baxter's Buzz. I am your host, Baxter E. Hall. Welcome to my brain. Welcome to my frequency. Enter at your own risk. Uh, today I have two special guests. Um, we're just talking about uh, their podcast, uh, Life's in, Life and Times of Troy and Hendrix. I have yes, Troy and Hendrix here. What up, though? How y'all doing? Good, oh, man. All is well. All is all is good. You know, I'm one half of the Life and Times, and you got the other one on here. But we're just happy to be with you. You know, we uh, we're always getting closer to God. Uh, we're here, and uh, we're glad to be a part of this. It's that simple. Yeah, I'm just happy it was able to happen so quick. Uh, you know, it did take a while. Like, I know last time I was kind of difficult. You were just like, hey, I'm open tomorrow. And I was like, great, great. No, nah, man, you know, sometimes you just got to make stuff happen. And the reason I wanted you you both on to talk, um, because we're approaching Father's Day, mm-hmm. and I want to make sure that we do we, we highlight um fathers i want to talk specifically about both of your experiences and i want to just continue to make sure that people know that the the they can't paint us all with a a broad brush and that there are some wonderful involved fathers and uh you know imperfect fathers but 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 present fathers right, right. so um one of the things that I was just really curious about was just, you know, you're talking about your work schedule, Troy, um, Trev, I think you're, you kind of all over the place too, as, as far as like your work and everything, like talk about yeah. balancing the, like your family situation as, as, as a father, um, balancing work, balancing like the, the household and <clears throat> the challenges that, that may come along with that. Cause it's not easy. Right. No, it's not. Well, I think I could, I could take a stab at this because uh, being a new parent, um, 
you know, yeah, when we get together, we want to have these conversations about what we're doing. But I think it's, it's important to to highlight the uh, the opportunities that, that we have to get better. You know, so being being a new being a new parent, uh, it's definitely been an adjustment, you know, um, and, and I think. You know, that that word priority is something that uh, I'm really uh, coming to grips with, uh, even though my daughter is uh, 11 months uh, and counting, you know, it's just, yeah, you say you say it all the time that you want to have kids and you're ready for kids. But when you get that responsibility, you don't always uh, handle it the right way. And it, and it has been an adjustment, you know, Um uh, I, I can say that, you know, we've, uh, me and uh, my child's mother, we've had a lot of uh, conversations where, you know, she's really been uh, pressing me and kind of helping me really get it and understand it. I, I'm, I'm glad that we don't just have the opportunity to make kids on our own because I personally would be lost. You know, you do need a great support system. And um, I'm, I'm going to just wrap this up, but it definitely has been a, it's been an adjustment, but, you know, the only thing you can really do is, is work at it because, the children, they don't they don't really care about, you know, you getting it right or getting it wrong. They just want to see you. They just want the presence. They just want the effort. So that's what I'm learning more than anything. If, if, if I can't do everything right, the one thing that I got to do is be present. So, yeah, no, that's real. Troy, you was going to say something? Yeah. Um, and this reference, you saying work, life and family balance, right? Yeah, just yeah, for sure. Well, if if if, if it yeah. spurs another thought, go ahead and share whatever is on your mind. Yeah, uh, and not to take up too much time going a tangent, but like I think my children older than y'all's, right? I have a I have a soon to be thirteen year old, and my daughter be eight. Like, right? For sure, older than mine. They, yeah. They, they, <laughs> and so yeah. I get to speak from, and I had my child early. I was 19 turning 20. And so I'm seeing it now the different dynamics between my son and daughter. It's like now that work-life balance is important because now I have a 13-year-old. So if you just do the numbers game, I just talked to my son like last week. It's really only five years that I really have that I could spend as much time with him you know, he kind of don't get a choice. It won't be as too, you want. You are correct. It won't be too much impeding that. But once he goes off to college, gets older, you know, we even see it with our parents. We don't get that time with them. And I know you lost your mother early, but you get what I'm saying? Those ones close to us, we're fighting for that time. So now I'm even seeing the urgency of how you balance it. Like us, we men, our, our job don't care about our schedule. They, you know, we supposed to go out there slay the dragon bring food on the table 100%. so they always looking at it you know work 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 but it's more onus on us to make sure we spend that time and i talked about it with my wife i'm like even if it's something as simple as you know we got to set a schedule make family nights you get what i'm saying i made it my business this past weekend go spend time with my son and daughter individually. It, even something as simple as last night, I got in a little bit late from work, working out. My daughter just wanted to lay next to me. So I made it my business to lay in her bed so she can sleep on my chest and then go to sleep. Basically, all I'm saying is every moment counts. Mm. And impact is important. It don't got to be something grand. 
they just want that time and we got to make it meaningful. I'm playing games with my son. Cause like I say, I can see it now. I see it happening. My son is 13, getting a mustache, getting taller. So now it's like, dang, I got to make this count. Yeah. So it's important. It's important no matter how many. And I'm a guy, I work. I'm a workaholic. I like to work. I like to be good. I'm good at what I do. I want to get better. I want to improve. So it's a big part of my life. But knowing that I still can't let my drive to greatness get in the way of what I'm doing as a parent and even as a husband. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a challenge, right? Because we're like, oh, we I'm working this hard for you, right? I'm doing this for you. I explain that to my son. Yeah, but 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 they don't really care. Both of you guys just said like they just want you know your presence, and so it's a difficult balance, and you know, because I'm in a set like a sales role. I don't ever really leave work. I may not be at a meeting or at an event, but I'm responding to a message, text, mm-hmm. email, or whatever. And sometimes you just have to like leave, you know, just leave it. So you have a 13, eight year old, um, Trevor, your, your baby is 11 months. My oldest is nine. My oldest, my daughter is nine. My, my son is six. And, um, we were just talking a couple of weeks ago about the book. You know, I wrote the book as a letter letter to her, right? And so somebody was asking her. So we were we were chilling, hanging out, but but we ended up recording a couple of questions just because it was just conversation we were having anyway. So so they turned the camera to her and asked her, "What do you think about this book?" Um, or I I told her I said people keep asking me. What what does my daughter think? What do you think? And she, you know, she thinks it's cool. She thinks it, you know, she she likes the fact that she's on the cover. But she says something um about she said there was she said there are some nights that um you know I mean like she said something along the lines I missed out on hugs some nights because daddy was you know trying to finish this book right mm. and I didn't you know I'm like wow. Um, we had never talked about that, um, you know, individually, but it's like, man, you know, she wasn't upset about it, but it was a very, it was very much, she, it, it, it she, she knew. Yeah. And it, it was something, it yeah, known. like, it, you know, and I, and I, it, so it's, you know, it, it's one of those things that kind of pulls at your heart, right? It's like, man. Um, I don't ever want if I'm here physically here, I don't want her to feel like I don't have time to, you know, do that. But at the same time, I was like locked in. Right. And, you know, one of the chapters is, is about the harder you work, the lonelier you may feel. And mm-hmm. I even reference it's funny because I'm referencing that on from the other side of the coin where I'm literally writing like. I know you're excited. I know mommy's excited about the book, but nobody's down here writing it for me, right? Sometimes you just got certain things you just got to do on your own, right? So, but to hear it from my baby girl perspective, it was, um, it's like, man, you know, it's like a little slap in the face, like cold water, like, you know, did you have, could you have made time for, you know, that type of thing. So you don't, you never know what sticks with them. I, I, um, 
that's a, pretty I mean, I, I hate, I got to interject right here because I wanted to ask y'all both because y'all been parents longer than I have. Um, and, and both of you all are, are, are established, you know, gentlemen now. I mean, my, my guess is that you probably are doing a, probably doing better or a lot better than you were maybe a decade ago. At least most of us are. So the question I ask is when you were juggling, you know, you know, have, having your child or having your children, but not necessarily being uh, where, where you wanted to be in, 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 uh, in a particular phase in life, whether it was work, whether, whether it was physical, mental, how, how, like what, how did you all fight that? You know, as far as like with having kids, because I think that when you have children, your, your flaws, your weaknesses, they're the damn near illuminated. Like once a man has kids, not only does he see everything wrong with them, but they're damn near magnified. So how did y'all kind of deal with the anxiety of, not having everything together and, and you know, and kind of keeping yourself composed enough to kind of make it through those moments. Uh, I mean, you know, when you are, you know, when your kids were first coming about. Yeah. Well, I, I'll start, you know, when, when my daughter was, uh, you know, 11 months, you know, we were, my wife and I were going through it. We, you know, it, it was a big, you know, it was a big change for us. We, we had been together for a long, you know, married, um, you know, base, both of us basically are only children grew up on our own. And now we got this baby and it's like, okay, how we, you know, so that adjustment put a lot of pressure on us, not to mention, you know, jobs you don't like and, and that whole thing, right? It, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of pressure. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't want to, minimize or try to sim- oversimplify it but one of the things that I do the way I operate now is I operate I, I do the things that I would tell them to do so I act um we're not talking about getting everything right we're not talking about doing everything perfect but we're talking about we're going to try and if, if 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 it's advice that I would give them if I if they were in my shoes, that's that's what I do. So um, and they don't know any different. My daughter, all she knows is when daddy say he's going to do something, he do it. He started a podcast, wrote a book, he, whatever. Right. If I say it. She just know she don't know my insecurities like I know. Right. Those right. illuminations that you're talking about. Um. First of all, what's done is done in the past, right? We can't worry about that. But mm-hmm. but we carry that stuff. She don't know no different. She my wife knows. Mm-hmm. My wife knows. My my daughters know when daddy says he's gonna do something, he does it. So that's the hope that I have for them. When I say this is what I would do, they won't be like, Well, when you had a chance to do that, you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that's one of the biggest motivators for me is to live the way I would advise them to live. So I can tell them, look, and I came up short, but I, I went for it or this worked mm-hmm. out. But but this is, you know, I took action. Right. I spent a lot of time uh, overthinking, not giving my all. And, you know, calling it, you know making up names for it, trying to protect my insecurities. And I, I just, I'm just really empowered to just go for it, man. And just, 
and and you know in hopes that that they're looking. Yeah. No, I, uh, it's crazy you say that because you hit so much on the on the nail on my head. Um, I think the biggest thing that I look at, like you said, our insecurities, our issues that we have, we're going to always have that. People who strive to be better and who judge themselves. We are our biggest critics. But like I said, the biggest thing I'm looking at now, and like I said, my son, as he's 13, of course, I can have these conversations with him. Um you know, the biggest thing I said to him, I was just like, you know, not to go off on a tangent, but I said, one, of course, we had that conversation. I work hard. I do this for you. I want to put you in a position that I wasn't in so that, too, as you get older, you can be able to focus on things. So if dad's not here, no, he going out to be great for you. But then, two, I told him as well, hold me accountable. Hey. Let me know if I haven't seen you in a while. You get what I'm saying? Hey, spend some time with me. I gave him that free reign. Because at the end of the day, we have all these goals and dreams for my children. And I told my son this. I laughed at him. I said, I thought I was going to have a 6'5 basketball player. I was going to coach you. He was going to be able to dribble with both le- uh, your left and right hand, you know, by the time you were six. But what's crazy is I basically created myself all over and what I told him, though, is the difference in this, though, is you're going to be able to learn from my mistakes. And I said, my biggest thing is I didn't always go out and strive for that greatness. I said, you'll be able to do that. So when I was a B student, my son is an A student. Mm. And I said, that's that difference that you have learning from your dad's mistakes. You're going to be great. So at the end of the day, don't worry about what you don't have because all we're doing is we're teaching we're growing we're learning ourselves and then two we just want to take these jewels that we learn and pass it on to our children so they can navigate better because now i can see what my son is going through i've been through there so i can advise whereas my dad probably didn't know how to do that for me i know how to do that with him So that's just what it's all about. End of the day, you know, to be frank, to be blunt, it don't matter what the hell we going through. We still got to teach them. We still got to guide them. We can't look at where we're at, uh, deter us from that goal. Whether I have 10,000 or a million or 100,000, I still have to be a parent with whatever I have. Let let me say this, Trevor, and I want you to jump in um, because I know you got something – those uh, profound to say, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, today, so a couple of days ago, maybe yeah, yesterday morning, I apologized to my six year old son. Mm. Um, I, I was frustrated trying to get out the house. I had to be somewhere. He busted the door. I'm like, get out, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, bro, like, first of all. You ain't supposed to be up. He was he was up before he's supposed to be. He like threw up the whole like energy at the house. Um, I you know my wife frustrated. I you know, and before I left, I just said I'm sorry. You know, I said I'm sorry for yelling at you. Um, and I don't I don't want that to be a thing. I want them to just know like daddy make mistakes too, right? And I just said I'm sorry for yelling. 
but you got to not, you can't just bust into, you know, and he said, he said, I'm sorry too. And it was like a, um, you know, it was just a a real nice moment. I just want my, I don't want my kids to think I'm, to to think that I think I'm perfect. And I don't want them to think that I'm perfect. I want them to know that he's trying to figure it out and he'll at least admit when he, he doesn't have it figured out. Right. I went to a, I went to a, uh, I went to my, uh, Trey. Yeah. Uh, my bad. I went there. I just didn't want to lose that point because what you said about that being vulnerable, not letting your child think you're perfect. I had that, those moments sometimes with my father, with mm-hmm. my mother, and I'm holding them to a superhuman standard. And now yeah. that I'm 32, about to be 33, I can see that at this age, they was just figuring it out too. Yeah. So it's things I was pissed at them about. They probably didn't know no better. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we have to let our children, like you want to have that mystique, but they can't have, you can't have it to be honest. You got to strip that bullshit away because end of the day, they're going to go through the same path. And then now they're going to be trying to walk around with these unrealistic expectations. Look, we don't have it figured out at our age. Right. Yeah. So now they got to be 20, 21, have the world figured out and mastered. Right. And you know what I'm saying? I wasn't there yet. So that's all I wanted. To do. Yeah. I just wanted but to. The one, but the one, I mean, well, two things I wanted to say. Uh, when I went to homecoming this year, I, I ran into a guy uh, by the name of uh, Toro Hooper. He um, he used to work at the Dean of Students he, at Saginaw Valley, and then he, he wound up uh, going to Central. And working there, but um, he just he was just stressing so much that we as we as adults we have to understand that the, that the children that we're dealing with they're different, they're not the same. And I and I brought that up. I brought that up because I can remember you know being in my dad's household. I mean, my dad probably apologized for something that he did between the ages of like Xerox and eighteen, maybe maybe twice maybe and it's not that my dad was this you know i'm saying this tyrant even though you know mr mays did rule with an iron fist when when he had to it was just that those were the times back then so i say all of that to say that i mean i understand and i appreciate y'all maturity because we have to be mature um i mean especially with these children but uh, you know, my mother has always held a high regard in my life because um, I can remember my mother was never afraid to have the tough conversations. And she was always willing to, to get up front about them and like pull us to the side. It'd be me and you, not me and Troy and her, but me and me and mom. And she was willing to have those um, those tough conversations that I didn't that I didn't like when I was a teenager but when I got older I was able to you know go to her because I knew that she was going to keep it real with me regardless uh we got to be mature and understand that with these children we're going to have to take a different approach but we always have to extend our hand and always be that outlet you know we always got to be ready and willing to to talk to be approachable I think that's a lot that's a lot of it really I mean, my parents were as tough as they needed to be with us, but they were always approaching. Nobody want to talk to a perf, somebody perfect. Nobody want to even feel like, because what, what, 
you, I'm automatically gonna get judged if I'm talking to somebody that don't have any flaws, right? Now, now as a young child, now I'm going. I, you know, I had a good friend recently. Um, they, you know, they like family, right? So, I'm checking in um, on on his mom, his grandma, and I realize she don't know that he got a new job. Like as we talking, I'm like, he's been working ninety days, and she don't know. And so I said, so I, but I talked to him. I said, so I said, your mom, yeah, you ain't you haven't told her about the new job. And he said, um, he said, no, uh, no. Nah, nah. He said, you know, she used to, she would just over talk me so much when when I was younger that a lot, like a lot of times, I just I just stopped talking to her about stuff right and you know he love her and they have a good relationship but certain things he just not he's not seeking her out for and you know again she's probably just trying to do the best that she could at the time not knowing that she kind of turned him off in that way and and he doesn't communicate some of those things to her and I, i'm sure she she may not realize what she's missing but i'm sure they they know that there's a little disconnect there, you know. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna throw this out there. Do you, do you have y'all ever done like affirmations with with y'all children? Like just um, small like like small mantras. It could be I mean it could be anything. It could be like just a saying that you and your kids might have. Um, you know, uh, my child's mother started doing that, and I've like started doing it. I try to do it every time uh, my, my daughter wakes up. And it's just, it's not even about what you're saying. It's just the eye contact. It's, 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 it's I believe it's, it's, it's real small, but it's the strength that you're building in a person that allows them to be able to have the confidence to look you and another person uh, in their eyes. Like stuff like that is small. I mean, we know how it is, guys. It's not it's, small, it's, man. It's not small. I mean, it's important. It, it it's 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 but it's a it's it's a lost art. But what I'm but what I, I mean I didn't I didn't get my words right. What I was trying to say is that the difference between good and great is small. So it's the small things or whatever that really like that really puts you over. That those those five seconds of just looking in your child's eyes and letting them know that they are important, that they are loved, that they have your attention. You know, it it, it goes a long way. Yeah. It's, it's the thing about parents. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's twofold. I don't want to forget that one thing you were saying in that previous conversation about your guy and his mother. And uh, yeah. one thing I want to say is just us, especially as we get older, we have to give our parents grace. And what I just mean by that is they didn't know it all. My parents didn't do everything great. They didn't. But they used just, let me inter- Let me interject real quick, Troy. Just think about the information that we have access to and the information, I mean, just think about Thank that. But go ahead. And the fact that our parents don't have it on the head. We have access to more. And we're standing on their shoulders. So what I'm saying is, and mm-hmm. I don't want to get deep with it, but you're coming from generations that's not far removed from slavery, Jim Crow, civil rights. So they didn't have a lot of access to things, meaning they probably only knew how to communicate with a belt or iron fist where we know how to actually deal with our emotions. Mm. 
So like, even with my children, I have so much patience. I'm not quick to, I barely even, what I'm saying as far as discipline, I mean, a corporal punishment, I rarely do that because I can get through to them by actually explaining to them the path that will happen if they keep acting the way they do. Cause I've seen it. I don't need to do that with it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And now going back to the next, so I'm saying we need to give our parents grace because like I say, they just didn't know sometimes. Unless they was just really just dogged you out, you was abused, you get what I'm saying? We got no different than what, uh, you know what I'm saying, than anybody else that was raised. You know what I'm saying? My mom worked hard and I knew she was going out there to take care of me. Yeah. I would never, I would never look at her and say, you know what, you could have spent more time with me. Because yeah. I knew what it was for her to do that for two boys. You get what I'm saying? And now going back to affirmations, I don't do affirmations. But the biggest thing I do do, and I told my son this is, you can be anything. You can do anything. It was funny you said how your son, you know, you had to apologize to him. My son challenged me a little bit. He's hilarious. Uh, he's such a like, you know, I could just be frank. He's an asshole like me. <laughs> so I'm looking at him and, you know, I had this deep heart to heart conversation with him. Like, son, you don't got to be an athlete. You can do whatever you want. You know, he has an affinity for cooking. He wants to be an engineer. He's designing video games. So I said, you can go out and do whatever you want. But the next day, I was like, damn, I saw how big he was. And I was like, man, just for daddy, just try football. You know, I like sports, try. And he looked at me, he said, dad, you said I could do anything. So I got to do that. I'm like, man, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I told him, I said, it's not about not doing football i say it's just trying don't be afraid to open yourself up to environments you're not comfortable in because you and don't I want to make those challenges as well yeah you get it yeah. but and back in my day if i said something like that my dad my dad will probably be like boy you question me what the hell wrong <laughs> right i laughed at him because sometimes as parents we could talk out of both sides of our mouth and i address all the insecurities and vulnerabilities I had. I told him, I said, I wasn't the best athlete I wanted to be because I didn't work hard. Mm -hmm. I told him. So I'm saying, just go out and try something, but it still taught me discipline. So but going back to what all to sum it up, still, we have to tell our children that because they need that reassurance and that, you know, they need to be affirmed. Yeah. Let, let, let me let me push back on you a little bit, Troy. Um, okay. We just got a couple of minutes before we have to wrap. Yeah. Um, you can be whatever you want. I would say that, that maybe there's a way to drill down and be a little bit more specific with, when, with, with that. You just talked about some of the things that he's interested in. So I already have an idea of like how he's wired, right? cooking mm -hmm. he's very particular right he, he, yep. he has a very like linear like so there's a number of things that he could do but he he may need you to speak some of those things you know sort of out loud and not just hey you can do whatever you want but like yo you you know so i would put i would push back on you a little bit and challenge you to to be a little bit more specific and and he's at that age now where he's thinking about these things YouTube some stuff, you know, we you know job shadow or whatever, talk about different programs to get his mind thinking, thinking about those, those things. Um, 
I don't do affirmations, but I, I do I do try to speak power into my my babies. Um, you know, I, I tell them, it, it, you know, I tell them that you know, handsome and they're beautiful, but I also tell them that they're kind. You know, um, that you know, I tell my daughter all the time, you're you're here. To, your gift is to lift people up, not tear people down. Don't. Mm. You know, it's a lot of these small lessons, Trev, like you were saying, they're, they seem small, but look at somebody in the eye, shaking their hand, tell them yeah. what your name is, shake, shake your hand. You know, those things are a lost art, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's in their phone now. It's like the person is going to be able to hold a conversation, look somebody in the eye. That person is going to still have the advantage, man. Because eventually you're going to have to come up off that phone, have a conversation, and and a lot a lot of these young people aren't going to be able to do it. No, they're not. Um, and, like, it, it's, it's crazy you said that because with the things you tell your children, it's not that far from what I told my son. And I probably need to tell my daughter more. I'm just so much in a lovey-dovey mode where, you know what I'm saying, she just brings happiness out of me. So, yeah. But I do as she get older need to have it. But the biggest thing I told my son is, I just only three things I want you to get out of life. And I said, I want you to be good to others. Basically, what you told your children, be a good person. Be nice to people. Don't be conniving. Don't be an asshole. Don't be like that. Don't be heartless. And then I told him, two, work hard. Don't be, don't cut corners. Work hard. And then three, I told him, don't be afraid to stand up for yourself as well. Because my son, like I said before, we referenced in our last conversation, we can avoid conflict. Or I know I can. And I see it with him sometimes. And I'm like, but all you're doing is just delaying that or giving people the green light to sometimes still treat you that way. So don't be afraid, you know what I'm saying, to stand up for yourself and let someone know. Like, no, this is not okay. Let let, let me wrap. Um, This has been great. We definitely got to figure out how to get back together and keep these conversations going. Um, I just want to let everybody know that you are all capable you just need to embrace your own frequency. Troy, Trev, thank you. Welcome back to Bax's Bloods, man. And um, until next time, peace. Thank you, man. We out here. Yes, sir. Welcome into his brain. Welcome into his frequency. Enter at your own risk. Come be at peace with me. Ask the call where we rise and don't fall.